Oh, let's go. It's the Plank Show on a Tuesday, a Tanoga Tuesday. A lot to get to, man. I found myself fully vested in the Monday Night Football game last night. Fully invested. I, and yeah, I'm obviously a Raiders fan, so that factors into it. I want to see what Denver is all about with Russell Wilson. But I, I am also fascinated by what Seattle's going to be. You know, we haven't had a good Rich Gannon story, the a good Kurt Warner story in the NFL, and Geno, Geno Smith would be more Gannon than Kurt Warner, right? Warner, I'm not having this debate off the top of the show. I don't think anyone is. But Rich Gannon played in the league for 10 years before he landed with the Raiders and won an MVP. I'm not saying that's Geno Smith, but he looked pretty good last night. How are you feeling about the uh, Dak Prescott news? You, go, you okay now? When it looks like Jerry's not going to go out and make a trade, or at least I'm saying that at 9.04 on a Tuesday. Their offense was terrible with him. It'll be terrible without him, so I don't know that there's too much panic to have there. But Fair obviously point. they're better with him, and it's it's a blow for them. But, boy, with what that uh, receiving core has become now outside of C.D. Lamb, what the running game is, what the offensive line is, I don't know if any of it really matters with the Dallas Cowboys, to be honest. So Wow, you sound down. Is it Bryce Young's season? They're terrible. Will they're Anderson's terrible. season? Um, it's a, yeah, start start uh, start figuring out where you're going to draft. Uh, Jerry's problem, and it's been this way, and I, I, I've said it for years, he's too loyal to – he is a – even if I know this isn't working or I, I see things aren't going the direction we want it to go, right. I'm going to stick with it because I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I like it. And that's who he is, and that's what it's going to continue to be. So, no, I don't think they're going to position themselves for a quarterback or, or make a move for one because they're not going to put Dak in that position. No, not at all. Well, we've got some NFL to get to on this program today because we spent the majority of three hours yesterday talking about the Oklahoma win over Kent State. Now, one story that kind of flew under the radar a little bit during yesterday's show, one story that we we talked about but didn't really get to go too in-depth on. Why? Because Mondays are dedicated to OU football. Uh, oh, gosh, wait. Now, as soon as we say that, TJ – there's breaking news. Jared Jones said today that there is a chance that Dak Prescott could be back in four games. I'm sorry. That made him matter. <laughs> he just threw his hand. The universal sign for I'm done with you as he threw his hand at me. <laughs> but one story, Josh, that kind of flew under the radar yesterday that we didn't get into. And good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you on this Tuesday? A happy Tanoga Tuesday to you. Takeaways, no giveaways. Thank you for clarifying because I have had many people say, "Is that like a yoga an term? Irish term? A yoga term? Is that Native American?" No, it's a it, sidebar. Real quick, sidebar. There is one thing I have learned about this staff. They are very big on what people are going to start crushing me on the Air Comfort Solutions text line because I can't think when you have letters in order that spells something and then it means it means like TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. But in this case, Tanoga, takeaways, no giveaways. I learned two this week for, for Oklahoma. One of them I still haven't quite figured out. I gotta find my sheet here. One of them was FTS. Oh there you go. TGIF is an example of an idiom. An idiom is that even right? So, I, here's, acronym. Acronym. Here's what's going to happen. 
um, someone's going to say, actually, there's always an English teacher on the air. There you go. Acronym. 18 people. Acronym. Idiom. Acronym. What are you talking about? It doesn't mean anything. You guys are dumb. You should be off the air. Acronym. Oh, son of a bee. Where's my... I... Did you find what you're looking for? No. My, I have... I usually have one notebook that I go with. Look, we've already got two different answers. We got acronym and anagrams. Which one is correct? Now we got, just let it keep rolling. Let's see what we get. Who cares? Who cares? Don't, don't you waste your time Googling it up. Um, so we got Tanoga, right? Here's another one we got, Josh, that I learned last week. FTS. Now, this one technically doesn't spell anything, but FTS. There's a note that Jeff Levy has on all of his play sheets, which is FTS. Do you know what FTS means? Feed the stud. <laughs> Feed the stud. And good, right? If you listen to, to live by. if you listen to Coach's Corner, that's what they talked about. And we had Jay Valai on yesterday, and he had one, and I'd written it out and I'd spelled it out, but I guess I didn't. I guess my notepad is laying on the floor in the downstairs Sooner Vision Studios. So if you happen to see that chicken scratch, let me know if you guys can figure it out. But yeah, it's kind of fascinating because. It took me like five times. I almost had, oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, look at us, Josh. Too many zippers in the backpack. Um, okay, hold on. It was, was my JVLI notes. Um, it's the best way. Himdus? Himdus is one that they used. And How is that spelled? Uh, I believe it's H-I-M-D-A-S. And I couldn't tell if it was Himdus or Pimdus. I'm going to go back during the break and listen very slowly. But it was a combination of footwork and, and di- different things. So it was really – and I asked, because, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a – in case you can't tell by the start of this show, I'm a slow learner, right? It takes me sometimes a second to have someone maybe draw and say, no, 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 this is what it is, right? <laughs> I, it takes me some time. Can you please spell it out like I'm a third Listen, grader? Listen, uh, take the dry erase board, put it in front of me, and and make this to where I can understand it. Well, I said, you guys have a lot of you know, acronyms that you use. You have a lot of phrases that, honestly, for a guy like me, makes it easier to understand something. I'm, and I'm like, never eat soggy Wheaties was Northeast, Southwest, right? Just an easy way to remember things. Um, my very educated mom, you know, you had the thing to remember the planets by this sounds. Some of you might be like, Oh, you moron. I'm like, I, I, we all learn differently and that's fine. Never eat is definitely, definitely one that we, uh, yeah. Used as well. Which one? The, the, the Wheaties? My Never mom, eat sour weed or, you know, sour weed. What kind of school did you go to? Well, a freaky one. <laughs> no. So, and I asked him and, and Jay Valai brought up an amazing point. And he said, we're teachers. We're teachers. And at the core of all of this, we're very aggressive teachers, but we're teachers. And it kind of it kind of got me thinking just how brilliant it is. And I just, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to understand that language, right? Some of you might say, well, it's, it's easy. It's simple. Okay, well, you're smarter than everyone else, okay? Go brag to your family about it. Go to your message board or your Twitter account. Soggy weenies. No, no, no. It was soggy wheaties was what Sour we wheat. Wheat, not weed. Correct. Okay. But, yeah, I 
Oh, and here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? You want to go through the corrections already? Yeah, I would love to. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm so sorry I brought this up, but um, here we go. Fun fact, it's an abbreviation, specifically an acronym. However, they also use initialisms, also a type of abbreviation. The difference is an initialism, you say every letter, like FBI or FTS, where an acronym, you say a word like NASA or Tanoga. Okay. Boomer Sooner OU19. Okay. Well done. Can I copy and paste that so I'll always know, so I can correct someone? Yeah. Will you send that to me? <laughs> I'm going to copy. No, I'm, re- I'm copy and pasting this, so that way... If someone ever says to me, he's like, hey, that's a pretty cool acronym. I'm like, no. That's no, an initialism. That's an initialism, you dope. Did you know anything? <laughs> Where did you go to school at, you loser? I, I know we got off kilter there. But it was just of the many things that it, that's different. Right? And I know this isn't unique in college football. A lot of people do it. You know, we, we've talked about the way the sidelines set up. We've talked about, you know, having both coordinators up in the booth. And I – God, I think Ted Roof is the only defensive coach in the booth. I think it's Ted Roof and everyone else is down on the field. I think I think Jeff Lebby's the only offensive coach down in the booth, and he's got Tanner Schaefer and Joe John down on the field. I think so with DeMarco and but it's 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 so unique. The way they go about teaching is obviously unique and different as well. All right. Back on path. Back on path. The story that kind of slid under the radar yesterday that we talked about a little bit was the report that Alabama and Texas was the most streamed game for Fox sports in the history of ever college football, NFL. I've all, I've been one that has constantly talked about Fox sports, not doing with their online service, what you see with ESPN and CBS and NBC, right? It's, it's a very different approach. ESPN slash ABC has Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, where you pay nine bucks. Well, I think what's it like for the bundle? Like thirteen bucks a month, and and you get everything online, right? CBS is Paramount Plus, where they've even released movies. The uh, the Tulsa Kings or the King of Tulsa, whatever it is, with Sly Stallone, is a series that's on Paramount Plus. They they use their streaming platforms. I mean, NBC's got Peacock. Which, honestly, of, of all of them that I subscribe to might have the easiest user interface. I feel like sometimes on ESPN Plus, you got to search for what you want. They Quick little Grinch, they, they cram every single live angle they have of golf or tennis on your main, and you just, I can't find anything. NBC has, here's what's live. But with that in mind, Fox Sports, Josh, outside of saying, hey, check out foxsports.com for scores, they don't really have an entity like that. Heck, even the NFL does. The NFL has NFL Plus. I don't know what it does. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if that's where the future home of the Red Zone's going to be or if the future home of Sunday Tickets is going to be. But they've got a streaming entity. So we kind of, I don't want to say pushed back on that, but it's not surprising whenever you have something that you don't promote and you don't use very much that you suddenly come out and go, oh, we set records. Look at these records. And you realize, well, it's not like. Like you guys talk about it very much, right? Well, you're it's not like ESPN Plus. Keep in mind, it was your first game. Yeah, so. It was your first game. Um, so it gets backed up today, this morning. Breaking news, and this is exciting news for the SEC. And maybe if you're Fox, you call ESPN. It's like, hey, you know, I, I know we're in on this Big Ten thing, but maybe we could get some SEC games over here. 
Saturday's Alabama-Texas matchup averaged 10.5 million viewers on Fox. It was the most watched college football game across any network. And for college football on Fox, it was the fourth most watched regular season matchup in history. That's pretty big time. And those who those who want to try to proclaim that college football is and I'm not trying to go Stuart Mandel here, but those who try to project the doom of college football once realignment hits and the expansion of the college football playoffs, I think that's a pretty good indication that TV's getting what they want with conference realignment. They're getting what they want with Oklahoma and Texas in the big tw- uh, from the, in the SEC. And Josh, they're getting what they want with USC and UCLA up to the Big 10. It's it's a big ratings winner. Now, that's not quite NFL numbers, though it's encroaching upon it. It's encroaching upon it and encroaching. What? It's infringing upon it and it's encroaching it. But I It was pretty cringy though, so <laughs> What the heck? I'm I'm just making up words today off the top of the show, people. But I know that some might say I don't care about it because it was Texas. I would stop and say, eh, maybe. Maybe we need to step back and realize how big of a deal that is going forward for for college football and the TV decision makers. Unfortunately, too, it probably also tells them that 12 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central is – Still a good time slot to put some of these games, unfortunately. There is that drawback to it. But I I think that's great news for college football. And we were talking, what's the number, the 8 million club? It's 7 million club? 4 million Four, club. Yeah. The 4 million viewer club is where they want – that's royalty that's, in college football. Yeah, for, for the TV executives, if you're in the 4 million club – it's one of the great games of the year. Right. Is how they look at it. Well, th- there's one that just hit almost 11 million. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in Ohio State, Michigan territory. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, r- really cool note to start the show here on a on a Tuesday. Jeff, did you take in Monday Night Football like I did last night? Oh, I was I was like fully vested for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah, I, me too. Start to finish. It was great. Uh, awesome game. I just I find myself impressed with both teams and then in the same vein realizing Denver should have won by probably like three touchdowns everyone that that's a Seattle fan this morning waking up and they're like yeah take that Russell Wilson I'm like well they probably should have scored about four more touchdowns to be honest what did they say that was the first time since 87 someone had fumbled at the one yard line twice (laughs) is that right I don't know if I missed that stat I missed that stat I will say that that can't be right there was something to it though and some something along those lines with them fumbling twice at the one. Mm. I will say I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed having Joe and Troy on Monday Night Football. I know that I'm one of those people that usually says, "Oh, the announcers don't matter," but it it kind of gave a big time feel to it. It really did. I thought it was great, and it kind of made me miss him on on Sundays. I'm not gonna lie. It was one of those things where I guess I didn't wear Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were they at the Packers Vikings game I want to say uh, terrible choice terrible choice but I uh, I liked having Troy and 
Joe back. It's like, oh, there's my friends. And I think that's the first event that Joe Buck's called on ESPN. I was, again, I've become really good at turning down the sound on the TV and <laughs> following things on my phone while games are going on. But, yeah, I thought it was awesome. All right. Um, boy, let's get after it. Yesterday we had a uh, an assistant coach presser. We had coordinators speak to kind of debrief us on a final thought from Oklahoma and Kent State and start looking ahead to OU Nebraska. At 11.15 this morning, we have the Brett Venable, or Brent, Venables press, Brett, Brent Venables press conference. We'll do that coming up at 11.15 this morning. Plus, if you guys want to get in here, hey, man, it's a Tanoga Tuesday. Let's go. Riverwind Casino jackpot line is open for you at 405-329-9000. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439 on Twitter at Plank Show. Uh, at Josh on ref. Everybody should be following us at KREF Sports when we come back. Let's start with Ted Roof next on the Home Sooner Fans. Oh, we have quite the debate going on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll get to it coming up in a bit. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the ref. Feels good. Is the next one so right? In, oh, inside. Outside. So, outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does feel good outside right now. Dude, I, I drove to work. With the windows down. I'm a big windows down guy when I drive. And today was a day when the AC was off and the windows were down. I'm likewise a windows down kind of guy. Not this morning, but it's Though whenever I pull up to the corner, I definitely – because usually when I'm driving, there's one of three things on. There's either either Steely and Thune at noon, Teddy and Tyler, or Toby and TJ, because that's about when I'm on the road. I figured you'd be rolling around listening to Ice Cube. Today was a – was a good day. Depends on the mood I'm in. If I'm driving home after a good day, yeah, and the remix, all another day. That's the that's the one you got to go with. But and I get up to that light, and you know maybe if someone's revving their engine, I just crank, give them a little little head nod. Head nod. I crank up my inside sooner talk here on the ref. Like you, you get some steely in you next there. Buddy. Yeah, you think you're hot stuff. We got listening a barrel racer in our family. That's right. And I'm listening to Steel Man and Thune at noon, uh, which is coming up next for us, by the way. A lot of recruiting stuff. I know that Parker is going to be all over coming up at noon today. Okay. Yesterday, I went through both pressers, and I guess we got a skosh of it on the show, yet a, a, a little bit on the show yesterday. I thought Jeff Lebby, it was pretty fantastic to hear Coach Lebby, and he was talking about the the fact that, hey, this is, this is my – well, I don't want to say he said my fault, my bad, but – in really looking at Saturday, it was, hey, we were kind of stubborn and trying to stick to sure. the run, and I've got to be better at that. I thought that was a pretty cool admission from an offensive coordinator. It was, yeah. I mean, not always going to hear something like that. And I, I get what Lebby and Oklahoma's mindset is. We want our fabric offensively to be downhill running, punishing, rushing offense. Right, run to set up the pass, but sometimes if if people are selling out for the run, you got to throw to set up the you got to throw to set up the run, and obviously that was what proved to be the case on Saturday. Again, I'd, I'd like to just be able to run the football on Kent State, regardless. But <laughs> Look, my man Quinn is rolling windows down, AC off, ref cranked up. There's nothing more impressive than whenever you – I imagine what's going through the person next to your mind. Like, usually if someone pulls up next to you, they've either got – I can't make fun of it because I had subwoofers and I was that guy uh, with my truck 
with my S10. Do they even make those anymore? You pull up next to someone and they're cranking that, and I've got Steely going, you know what I think about Oklahoma right now? I'm like, all right, buddy, let's have a volume contest. And mule shoe. And mule shoe. Uh, All right, so Jeff Lebby, a little bit after the break, but some more from Mr. Roof, Ted Roof, on game number two. I thought they did a good, good job being disruptive. I think we had 14 tackles for losses and three sacks, and those are good good numbers. Um, and at the same time, understand that there's a lot of room for improvement across the board, uh, but uh, was was pleased how they played and, uh, again, just ready to go back to work and get better this week. I, I've noticed this, Josh, I don't know why I just muted my mic. I've noticed this, and maybe you could help me better understand it. There seems to be a lot of negative backlash on the defensive line, quote-unquote, getting home. Is Teddy and Tyler have a really cool piece they were doing. I think it was on Thursday or Friday, maybe probably Thursday, where Tyler went through some text messages, tweets, and whatever, and said, okay, which one is legit and which one's bull bleep, essentially. My my phrasing, Tyler, feel free to steal that. And I thought it was cool to hear Teddy kind of hear some of the criticism and some of the questions and whether or not it's legit or if it's a little bit of being a, a fanatic, being a crazy person. True or bleep? True or bleep. Is it fair for the people that want to say there's issues on this defensive line right now? Because I want to – and we know we have the one guy that literally texts this show every day. Defensive line sucks. Defensive line sucks. I'm – Am I crazy that I'm not seeing that? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first thing that would come to my mind. I think Re- Reggie Grimes has had an awesome start to the season. Ethan Downs has done some good things, too. So if, if there was an area to be really concerned about, it would be offensive line for me. Right, I agree. Interior of the defensive line, okay, I can entertain that part a little bit. But uh, just defensive line as a whole, n- no. I, I don't think I'm there with it. I still think... They're playing incredibly generic, vanilla. I don't think – and I used to hate, bro, I old school sports radio listeners. Remember the kind of early 2000s after the championship when Leach had moved on and Mangino had, had taken over and even into the Chuck Long era? What was the great debate about the offense? Are they being vanilla to keep things from – Texas, are they being vanilla to keep things from X and Y? Why Why did we only do this and why did we only do that? And that had kind of dipped over the last decade because, I mean, I felt like when, when Kevin Wilson was the was the offensive coordinator, he didn't hold anything back. Neither did Hype, neither did uh, Lincoln Riley, obviously. And I, I don't think we've seen too terribly much hidden from Oklahoma's offense, though they they haven't even started to show their full bag of tricks. But defensively, we haven't had that conversation in a while, right? Defensively, are they are they just being generic in what they, they're doing? Are they just kind of very much keeping it by the book? And I I think that's still very much at play here. I don't there's there's a, a bunch the blitz isn't getting home. I don't know if we're seeing the most exotic of exotic blitzes. Last week we saw a little bit of a I guess you could say a new package. We had Ron Harmon and Justin Harrington on the field at the same time. Uh, Bob Prisbillo asked Coach Roof about that. Uh, it was just game, some game plan specific stuff. You know, there are going to be some wrinkles uh, and tweak your game plan each and every week. And uh, that was just what the, the package that we thought we needed to, 
to play at that particular time to stop what they were doing. And, uh, you know, there were some, some, some good things coming. We, we alternated a lot in that package, you know. So, But, yeah, you saw that, and that was just game plan specific stuff. Yeah. So I think a natural reaction would be, well, if they're doing game plan specific stuff for Kent State, why is it more exotic? Well, you also want to be you, – you want to be game plan specific, but you're also not going to break out your whole bag of tricks. You want to game 33-3. to I mean, you really got to – you got to needle in to find things, Josh, you're going to complain about. Well, defensively, you gave up three points, right? I mean, you won the game 33-3, to but defensive side of the football, you're thinking about, hey, what did we do, you know, in terms of the scoring defense department? And scoring defense department's been really, really good for Oklahoma. So, if you don't have to be particularly exotic. Sorry. You're good. To come away with good results, then, I mean, why would you be at this point in the season? With Nebraska, with K-State, with everybody looming. One more one more quick one. Reggie Grimes. We were talking yesterday about Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman. Great starts to the season, right? Both, both showing flashes. Reggie Grimes has done that same thing so far. Ted Roof was asked where he has seen the biggest growth in Grimes. I think he's uh, more disruptive. He's more aggressive. Uh, he's playing faster. Uh, and he's been really consistent. And uh, so those are the areas that I've seen a lot of growth in. And I think he's playing with some confidence. And, you know, confidence is such a powerful thing. But his confidence is coming because of his preparation that he's taken to the game field and performance, which leads to confidence. And uh, he's done a good job. We're real proud of him and expect him to continue to work to get better. There you go. There you go. A little bit of one Ted Roof from yesterday. When we come back. Your air comfort solutions text early to the show. And then, and then, at 10 a.m. this morning, what Jeff Levy had to say at his press conference yesterday. We're about, uh, let's see, nine, carry the one. We're a little less than two hours away from the Brent Venables press conference. We'll hear from the Sooner head football coach at 11.15 this morning. A reminder, we're not contractually allowed to carry that press conference, so we'll do what we can. Uh, We're steel man and... Parker will be all over it coming up at high noon. Plus, we'll we'll have it for you right here on the Plank Show, the pieces that are leaked out on Soonersports.com. In the meantime, sit your text next on the Plank Show. Oh, looky here. Air Comfort Solutions text line is uh, blown up. We got acronym, idioms. I do like this. You're an what idi- is an idiom? Um, you're asking me. I have to Google up my... My eight-year-old, who's in third grade, brings home homework sometimes, and I have to Google up things to make sure I remember it. Don't even get me started on working with my eighth grader. Holy smokes. Uh, you're an idiom if you think seven-point halves won't get you beat in league play. Well, if they don't allow any more than three points, and I think you're in good shape. That's just me. Uh, acronym, initialism. BHS is the best acronym this staff has created. I don't know BHS. That's one I haven't hit me up with that one. That's one that hasn't hit yet for me. I know FT FTS. Feed the stud. Feed the stud. That's what we do Tanoga. on this show every day. That's how I just hand it up, hand it serve up, it up on a silver to platter to plank. Never eat soggy waffles for Northeast Southwest. That we had that one too, Kendall. We said soggy weenies, and I always thought it was super weird. Yeah, I never heard soggy weenies until this show today. Never eat sour watermelons. Never eat sour wheat. Huh. 
Because it rhymes. But we learned something off the top of this show. An idiom, by the way, is a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words. Rain, cats, and dogs. Oh, okay. See the light. So whenever I say it's a toad strangler out there, something like that. <laughs> I, I, did that make sense to you, that description? Do you know what an idiom is from that? I do, but the see the light is kind of weird because I'm like, well, I see the, the light right here. Oh, no, I'm going to get it. Um, the smartest listener to the show, my man Marcos, who sent a great email, by the way, uh, is going to correct me that I actually don't see light. But no, I wasn't thrown away by that on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I was thrown away by what I saw on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. I... I miss this person. I don't know why she doesn't uh, engage with the show like she once did. Yeah, I don't know. It's Ma- something we did, I guess. Ma- maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's a me thing. But let's go straight to the phones. Tech Tina is in the house. What's going on, Tech Tina? How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Well, I mean, 2-0. and o, Is this what finally gets you, you back in here? What's been going on? Oh, well, I mean, we got back into our house and we've been trying to um because i don't know if y'all my house caught on fire last year so um it's been a long year but now football season's back we're pretty much settled in and i'm still working from home which also makes it hard sometimes to tune in because my wi-fi doesn't always uh that's still a thing i was I'm going to be honest with you. I was real close to saying I don't want any excuses, but then you said the home caught on fire. Yeah. By the way, I just want to make it. She went through that, what, about a year and a half ago now, Tech Tina? It was actually, it was August 8th is when the house caught on fire. So it's been just a little over a year. I lost uh, my car. Um, Basically, we didn't lose the whole house, but because of the smoke damage from the car, everything in the house was ruined. So, yeah, it was a long, long gone out process, but. Here we are. I'm glad and you're back. Glad you're safe. look good. My Red Raiders look good. And it's never eat sour wheat because it rhymes. Yes. Correct. But see, I not never eat soggy wheat. weedies, not whatever, sour watermelon. It's never eat sour wheat. Huh. Yes, that's correct. You are accurate this morning. Um, so, Tech Team, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're back. Give me the lowdown on kind of what you've thought through the first two games of the Joey Juice era. Okay, so the – Energy around this program is something that we haven't seen since we made the decision to hire Cliff when we just needed somebody to infuse energy. But just these last two games, this team, they've responded to him. And I don't know, a lot of it, you know, they're more like a family. I saw some things yesterday from the press conference where um, Joey said that, You know, Sir Roderick Thompson, obviously Sir Roderick wants to be in the game, but on Saturday he knew Tosh had the hot hand and he told the running back coach, just give Tosh the ball. So these guys have bought in to it's not about them, it's about the whole team, which I think based on some things I've heard from other other players and interviews that that was not a thing previously. They were um, not bought in fully. So there's part of it. They've cut down on penalties. They just look and I know it's early and I know a lot of people were making fun of us because we were super excited about the Murray State thing but I don't know if y'all are aware but we've almost lost to Central Arkansas we've almost lost to Houston Baptist (laughs) we've had several of these games where we're supposed to go in there and just blow people out of the water and we don't do it because we are an undisciplined football team and we have not seen that so far uh it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to Saturday to see what they do on the road in Raleigh. 
I think that'll be a bigger test than what we've had so far. Obviously, Saturday was a lot of fun, but um, a little more nerve-wracking than I anticipated early on in the season. But it's been fun. It's been fun to watch them. Um, it's been great to watch Oklahoma. Um, I know a lot of y'all know my husband's a Sooner, so I follow the Sooners too. The, the improvements I've seen from Oklahoma defensively already, you can see that they've bought in too. There's a, there's a change there as well. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm hoping football season, college football season, continues to be a lot of fun in my house this year because the NFL, except for living vicariously through Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a smart move. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if I hadn't been a Cowboys fan for 35 years, it's really tempting to just say, I'm, I'm done. Like, I can't. I just can't with that team. But I'm super excited about college football. You should be. You should All be. of it. All of it. So let me ask you this real quick before I let you go. And I've missed you sure. on your voice, Tech Tina, so it's so good you're back. Every We do this thing called the Ref Royal Rumble, where we pick a lock in an outright upset. Uh, everyone in our league so far has taken Miami to be the upset. Everyone. We won two, three, four picks in so far, all of them picking Miami. Miami over Texas A&M. Could Tech be an upset pick? Yeah. Could Tech be an upset pick over North Carolina State this weekend? Now, listen, you put me on the spot here. Go ahead. Obviously, I am a homer. I'm right? not going to lie about the fact that I'm a homer. But based on what I've seen and what – we saw from Donovan Smith when the when it got tough for him on Saturday, that kid dug deep, battled through, and I think also Zach Kitley may have learned a few things about how he needs to do some things offensively. I absolutely am watching. I watched NC State play East Carolina because, you know, I have to do some scouting of my future opponent. I hear you. Um, based on what I saw from NC State in that game and based on what I've seen from Tech and what I believe they're capable of, I absolutely say Tech is pulling up set on Saturday. Okay. Tech team, it's great to hear your voice. Hope you have a great rest of your day and glad to hear things are rolling for you out in Beeville. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Tina. Good to hear her voice. Now, some might say it took her team being 2-0. and oh, for oh, it did. Two yeah, no, it had, you're looking at somebody that would say that. <laughs> um, so, I I've got a couple of upsets that I'm looking at for this weekend, and I just want to get your take on them real quick. Okay. Everyone, everyone in our league, you've got one of them up right there. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky yeah, is not a, a bad pick. six-and-a-half-point dog to Indiana in Indiana. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one off the top of my head. Is you got to scroll down, I think, pretty far. I think it's a double-digit underdog. but Yeah, Temple. There it is. Temple's a 17-point dog to Rutgers. Rutgers is terrible. And Virginia is a 10-point dog to uh, – or, excuse me, Old Dominion is a 10-point dog to Virginia. So those are the – even though Old Dominion backed up its win over Virginia Tech by getting beat last week. Does that Cal-Notre Dame game do anything for you, Josh? I just feel like it, with so many people going Miami-Texas A&M – We got to do something right, different. I, either A, we just all decide we're taking that together and the whole league takes it, or we do something different. Yeah. Well – I don't know. At it's this point, tough. at this point with a, a goose egg, you just want a dub. Yeah. Well, weeks one and two, a goose egg. I, no, I'm not going to follow the the trend here. I like the way you're thinking. Like the way you're thinking into the into the dead of night. We gallantly ride to <laughs> our misery. <laughs> 
Is Bill still hanging in there? Let's get Bill to wrap up this segment. Uh, what's going on, Bill? Welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, I think Oklahoma would be upset if they're up there playing like they did against State. If they have a first uh, half like they did against offensively against Nebraska like they did against Kent State, it might be a little bit tougher. But, Bill, I'll tell you what, man, I have some confidence in this defense, more so than I have in a really, really long time. And I don't – listen, I'll be honest with you, I had a lot of confidence in last year's defense. They just couldn't get off the field. Uh, I have some confidence in the way that this defense is able to sustain if things aren't going well offensively. So I understand what you're saying. I hear you. But, you know, I heard Brent, or uh, your man on nine, said that. Brent knew they weren't going to be very good on Wednesday. But I heard him right that they just, they didn't, for whatever reason, he picked them up. They weren't going to play that well. Yeah. I hope, I hope these kids go up there with their heads up high and not think they're playing another. Yep, got to take it seriously. Hey, Bill, we got to run, buddy. Appreciate the phone <laughs> right. call, man. Sorry, you're breaking up on us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we had a little bit of a bad cell. We've entered a bad cell area for the station. <laughs> I like Sorry, that. I, I want to give you the full run, but it sounds like, I don't know, techno or something. We had a we had a guest on Sunday night that was the sports doctor. You know Dr. Chow? Yes. Ever, he's great. Sports doc. And his I could tell his phone line was starting to crack a little bit, but he's in the middle of a really good explanation of the process of the surgery. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Arnie goes, how long's the surgery? How long's the surgery going to be? And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What, what are you doing right now? I mean, do I need to, do we need to cut his mic during things? I'm like, and, and from that point forward, Josh, the whole interview went south. You couldn't hear his phone. <laughs> it kept cutting out. For, I mean, like what? You, you got to finish your People magazine in the waiting room? Arnie you, cursed it. He cursed it. Oh, I was so angry. But I felt <laughs> like I did that to Bill. I'm sorry, Bill. I talked during your, your call. And, and ruined it. Quick break. When we come back, everybody relax. Everybody, everybody call Tanoga down. Tuesday. Calm down. It's a no good Tuesday. Little Jeff Levy coming up at 10 a.m. right here on the ref. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the ref. <laughs> With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. I was trying to listen. I can. Oh, okay. This is 24K Magic. All right. My daughter likes this song, so I have it gets played. Put your pinky rings up to the moon. I don't control like I make sure there's no curse words in the was song. Was that was that pretty good? I mean, that's it's really like good. Just right on. Yeah, kidding. yeah. Everybody at the wedding, put your pinky rings to the moon. All I never, right. I never knew he said that. That's that's. I'm oh, learning something out. today. My daughter gets my phone and she'll play. Uh, she'll play all of the songs on our drive, which uses up all of our. Data. Real quick before we hop to something more important, I just want anybody out there to know my that my daughter's looking, playlist isn't more important. <laughs> that's very important. How how hurtful. If uh, for anybody looking for prospective DJs out there, I just want you to know I will be more engaged than in this particular audition. <laughs> We've got a lot to get to audio wise, and this was Jeff Lebby all over next hour for us, right? Right here on the Plank Show. Uh, the Air Comfort Solutions tax have been really good. We'll get to more of those here in a bit. A lot of never eat soggy Wheaties, never eat soggy worms, never eat soggy waffles, never eat soggy wheat. But how about the rotation that the Sooners have seen in the interior of their defensive line and how that in a, in a lot of ways has really kind of helped them to be able to, I don't know the best way to put it is, is do a little bit more, 
on the on the interior, but they do have a lot of bodies they're rotating in and out. They're really good teams across the country. They've got depth along the lines of the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know that's something that, that that right now we have, and that's uh, that's a good thing because you know those guys, you know, the, the the strain that they have to play with with you know snaps where there's 650 or 700 pounds leaning on them and trying to get off blocks and I mean it's a war in there and uh, it's it's a physical fight every snap it's not like some other positions where you may or may not have contact there's contact in there every single snap so to have depth and to be able to, to rotate guys and keep guys as fresh as we can keep them is, is something that we value a lot yeah and you've seen it a lot in the interior. You've seen Josh Ellison play. You've seen someone had tweeted earlier about or texted earlier about Isaiah Coe. Isaiah Coe had a really good game. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. I think he's a disruptor. Jalen Redmond. Um, yeah, we could list go on and on. They've got some depth in that interior, and that's big time. Jeff Levy next, right here on the ref.